The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Yeah, if you're wondering what all of that music has in common, the answer is that in some shape or form, it is all associated with the BBC, an institution that celebrates its 100th birthday today. Esther Ranson is a broadcasting legend, former host of That's Live on BBC. Uh, Esther, you're very, very welcome to the show. A great pleasure to speak to you. Is it possible to sum up what contribution the BBC has made to public life in Britain? No, I don't think, to be honest with you, it is because um, it's done so much across the board. I mean, one could pick things like Children in Need and Band-Aid and Comic Relief and see what huge impact it's had on the voluntary sector. And that's not counting the appeals on Radio 4 and in other places which have done so much for smaller charities. Or you could have a look at the extraordinary impact David Attenborough, Sir David Attenborough, has had over the years from beginning at ZooQuest and then coming up to this extraordinary frozen planet right now. And and how he's changed people's minds across the planet, you know, from China to the Obamas, to wherever you look, or you could have a look at the sheer fun of Strictly, which on Saturday had one of the best programmes I've ever seen. Um, Mind you, the whole of the second series is sort of blotted out from my memory (laughs) due to the fact that I had a painful first three weeks of it myself. But it's extraordinary. We could all pick moments. I mean, look at the Queen's funeral and how beautifully that was covered with such expertise by people who've become so good at this sort of event that they do it. It almost looked looks effortless, although of course it's not. I don't think you can sum it up. And I think people do tend to take it for granted. Uh, I, I mean, I, I described it as a cultural institution in, in, in the UK and I, I kind of asked you about its contribution to public life there. But I mean, it's it's something of an institution across the Anglophone world, isn't mm. it? 
Yes, I mean, I I remember we used to get lots of letters on a program you're too young to remember called That's Life, and we used to get lots and lots of. It was a consumer program. It was a very strange consumer program. It had talking <laughs> dogs and who knows what. We used to get lots of letters from Ireland, and people used to be quite interested because, of course. You weren't paying a license fee, so it was interesting that you could still view us and enjoy it. But I think that's true across the world. It has become, it has become a, um, an international institution. And I think, well, I mean, look at World Service, the World Service, where I started my broadcasting career as a sound effects girl. I used to play the the records, the music mm. on some of the World Service programs that went out to Africa and all over the place. So, I mean, it, 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 it is enormously um, influential. But my goodness, when they make a mistake, don't they make a big one? Well, I, well, I guess it's staffed by humans and humans make mistakes. Uh, so some of them are inevitable. I mean, is it as relevant today as it, as it was in the past? Well, uh, yesterday I was sitting watching with fascination while Liz Truss did not appear in Parliament, but uh, Keir Starmer was throwing all kinds of questions at Penny Mordaunt in their place. And Keir Starmer came up with a rather good phrase, which was about Liz Truss. He said, the lady's not for turning up, which I thought was rather <laughs> brilliant. But yes, yes, when when there's a crisis, when there's a COVID, when, there, when there's a balance of payments crisis and a cost of living crisis, I think we when there's a, a queen uh, who passes away? I think we turn to the BBC. The question, I suppose, is: Are we as relevant to people of sixteen to twenty-four? Now, I could tell you a brief anecdote. When I did a talk show, um, the BBC research department ticked me off, ticked the team off, because although people of thirty-five plus really enjoyed it, Essex men aged twenty-five weren't tuning in. Oh my God. I know. So we invited some Essex men aged 25 into the studio. I've never seen so much man spreading in my entire life. I <laughs> fell into more Essex men's laps trying to get around them with my microphone. So, I mean, my view is not everyone is going to enjoy all your broadcasts, but while you're there as the sort of spine of broadcast information, it's really important that people value you, otherwise you'll mm. disappear. Well, uh, Esther, Dylan Haskins is with us as well. Uh, Dylan is working in the BBC. He's part of a team commissioning lots of those BBC Sounds podcasts that I know uh, uh, people are such fans of here. Uh, Dylan, uh, what about that point that, that Esther makes about the place of the BBC in the Irish cultural psyche? I mean, we all had access to it, yet we weren't funding it. I mean, we have a real soft spot for it here, don't we? Yeah, I I think Irish people um well obviously people in in Northern Ireland do fund that do fund the BBC but in in the rest of Ireland yeah it's kind of we've been getting it for free all this time you know when I was growing up certainly so we kind of have a different um sense of it because we would watch all of the terrestrial programming we'd see them on BBC 1 and BBC 2 and we'd you know if you had a medium wave you'd be able to get 
um, listen to the radio and obviously you can listen on, on the sounds app now. It's kind of free everywhere. So we've kind of always had access to it in a way that people in even, you know, in, in the US or in Australia or other kind of English speaking places mightn't have so much. And obviously we're so close to to the UK in terms of uh, in terms of the culture as well, that there's there's a lot that interests us there and that's relevant to us mm. as well. And and a huge amount of Irish talent have you know the in London there's a, a building named after Terry Wogan when he died. They changed Western House to Wogan House, and um, probably you know probably the most popular talent ever on the BBC. Um, and you just have to listen to there. You know you played the Peaky Blinders theme tune. You've obviously got Killian Murphy there. You had Annie Mack on Radio 1, you've got Orla Gearan in war, war Zones Around the World. You know, in our own podcast slate, we've got Alison Spittle doing a podcast. We've had Where Is George Gibney from the Second Captains guys. Um, you know, there's a, there's there's Irish people doing a lot of work in the BBC, both on screen and on air and kind of behind the scenes as well. Uh, I do think it's a great failure of bilateral relations between our two countries that we don't have access to the iPlayer here, the BBC player. But anyway, I'll, I'll par- park that gripe uh, for the moment. Dylan, is the challenge if not for the next 100 years, for the next 10, 20 years in remaining relevant to those younger people who are not consuming media in the same way and in an era as well when I suppose so much debate uh, has become tribal and toxic. So the, the line went dead here on there, but I heard the word relevance when you came back in there. And, uh, you know, I, I think um, I can kind of imagine what you're talking about there. And I think relevance is actually the single most important word for the BBC now for the next hundred years. If we're not relevant, there's no point to fund the BBC. Um, And that's literally the thing we talk about and we think about every day is making sure that there is not everything will be for everybody, as Esther said there, but making sure that there's something for everybody, that principle of universality, that it's not just for people who, you know, it's different to a subscription service. It's not just for people who will fund that. It is for everybody. Um, and no matter what your income or where you live, that that is like a crucial idea. And I think it's more needed now more than ever. And um, you can obviously look like throughout the past hundred years, so many innovations in media have have being kind of pioneered by the BBC but 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 now if you look at you know there are very few organizations similar to it where the agenda isn't driven by shareholders mm. uh, or isn't driven by governments it's it's our, our values the values of 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 seeking truth and the values you know the core the three principles of kind of inform educate and entertain they are they have been they are timeless and they are still just as relevant today and it, it's kind of our job to be able to make content in the way that okay. people want to consume it now well we, a great text in from john and county offaly who says my dad got a 90 foot high mast erected in the garden in 1964 <laughs> so he could see match of the day on bbc and our house was jammed every saturday night john thank you for the text 53106 the number esther an absolute pleasure esther ranson a bbc broadcasting legend and dylan haskins who's part of a team commissioning some of those bbc sounds podcasts that he mentioned there that i know so many of you are fans of dylan and esther thanks a million for joining us here on the show. Lots still to come, including after the break, an update on day one of Jerry Hutch's trial. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.